Boom. Hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter, but you also have the need to protect those things in a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked. Learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show. Out. Yo, what's going down, y'all? Welcome back. Another episode of the Protector Podcast. This one's special, man. This one's going to be a good one. I'm, as you guys know, I'm on the road. I'm moving fast. I'll be having time to do all, all the, everything by beginning it done. So we're going to do this one in my car. But it's like driving around I, driving around in cars with fucking uh, coffee, right? What's that, what's that one? That's what I do. Is that, this is the office. You know what I'm saying? This the, is why my thing is in the car. This is the office, baby. That's why. That's why um, my class is called Training Day. You know what I'm saying <laughs> you, you only got time for me. Oh, Training Day. Exactly. It's exactly Training Day. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> you know. So, just so you all know, the gentleman that we're going to be talking with today, Kirk Robinson. I've been calling him Doc Robinson forever Doc uh, because. Robinson. <laughs> Yeah, Rainbow man. Rob. You remember Rainbow Rob? Rainbow I, Rob was I, one I of your worst. That, I hope that dies. I hope that it's dies. not dying anytime soon. Doc Robinson, you know what I'm saying? Because we were in the Marine Corps together. We fought in the war together. So I've essentially known him my entire adult life. Someone I trust. He's like a brother to me. Like, friendship isn't. This is literally is like a brother. Like, we get in fights and stuff. I've seen him getting some fights, actually. He actually won a couple fights I didn't think he was going to win. Which back in the day, I was like, oh. Can we just admit on, on, live on audio for everyone? I'd probably whoop your ass. You wouldn't like it. And he likes to talk crap. He always talks crap. It's like every three months go by and then he talks about crap. Anyways, anyways, he got he, he's done work. He holds up. Um, but uh, so he was my corpsman in the Marine Corps, you know, so he ran around with us and, and kept us from leaking too much in multiple different ways. Uh, <laughs> you know. That's what we did. Um, That's what we did. But now, you know, you're in a you're in a unique position How to so? really add some perspective to this COVID thing. Oh you know? yeah, kinda. So yeah, kinda. I mean, where you at? What are you doing COVID now? Thing? What, what's COVID? What, what they're making that? it a thing, you know. Like we're trying to just not have it, but they're making it a thing. It's become a they, thing. Who's who's they? Who who is they? Are we talking about Fauci? Are we talking about fucking Democrats? Are we talking liberals? Are, am I allowed to cuss? I mean, this? yeah, you can do whatever you want, man. That's right, on good, you. Good, good. I, right. I just, you know, the, the media, man. People open their eyes everywhere they look. It's like, masked. Where's your mask? You know, there's no escaping it. You know, we all got to like, we need Dude, to have some opinion on it and we need to understand it. You know, the so. thought process that I'm going to do some shit like this. Yeah. And that, that right there is going to protect a virus particle from getting into my face. Beyond me. It's beyond me. I mean, wear your mask, though. I just love I, the, the, my, my favorite thing to, to this day. I love driving down the road like you're doing right now. You look to your left right now and you see some and you see somebody. Asian woman. 
I can't, I can't be racist. And you see someone wearing a mask in their car like it's going to protect them. No, it kills me. So just so everyone has some perspective, uh, what are you doing now? Where are you at? Not yeah, where yeah, you yeah. work, but like what is your function? So they know sure, why sure. they're listening. Sure. So I'm a physician assistant uh, and I work at uh, uh, urgent care in Las Vegas. And uh, basically at this point, you know, when, when shit first started kicking off back in whenever the hell it was, uh, it was all in New York. It was all over the East coast. Right. And now it's made its way over into my area. And essentially what I do is, Testing, because that's all we're doing right now across the board. Testing, testing. Why? Why are we just doing testing? Because a virus has no cure. There's no cure whatsoever. So I know if some of you guys have watched the frontline doctor stuff, um, I know some of you guys have like looked at like the vaccinations. Viruses don't have cures. So what is a virus? A virus is something that enters your body. Your body has to figure out how to control that virus and then suppress that virus. So uh, many people know chickenpox. Many of us in, in our age demographic had chickenpox as a kids. We even remember like having like family members and and like friends get together. Like it would be a party. Like I don't even know what our parents were doing at this time, but like we'd all get together. One kid would have chickenpox. We all sit in a room, play together, and like have fun, right? Because the thought process was, well, I just want my kid to get it, have it, get over it, right? Chickenpox sucks. It's it like with bumps all over your body and little like fevers and stuff like that, right? So the problem with that is chickenpox comes back and most people now know chickenpox as shingles, right? So chickenpox gets stored in the dorsal root ganglia, which is like a a, a small little uh, collection of cells, so to speak, in your back, essentially. So when you get stressed out, when um, maybe you're having a big move, you go through a divorce, um, you get cancer, uh, you become older, uh, chicken pox flares back up and becomes shingles. And so the shingles creates this little rash. Maybe it's on your back, maybe it's on your abdomen, something like that. It starts as like this little red uh, rash on your body, and then it slowly develops into these little vesicles. So chicken pox comes back as shingles, and it lasts for a couple of weeks, and then it goes away. So we have drugs called um, antiviral drugs. Um, many people that have like uh, herpes and people have herpes on the penis, on the genitalia, on the mouth, cold sores, um, th- that's herpes, right? Um, it, the chicken pox and shingles are also in the herpes virus, right? Um, a herpes virus family, right? So there's a family. So it's like, I've got uh, a girl I dated last week and then I decided I don't like her no more. So I'm going to date her sister. And then I decided she's too young for me. Then I'm going to date her mom. And then she's still too young for me. Then I'll go for her grandma. So that's the herpes virus, right? So we have multiple different types of viruses that do different things to our bodies. Um, so getting back to the chicken pox, chicken pox comes back at a later date when we're stressed out as this little vesicular or like little bump type rash on any part of our body. Now it's weird because chicken pox and shingles, let's let's talk more about shingles. Shingles will more likely come on like, it's always gonna be like, if you cut a line down your body, okay? So you're gonna cut a line down your body and then you're gonna pretend like you're standing like a dog. And then there's these lines that go across your body that are called dermatomes. So the, because the 
shingles virus or chickenpox virus stays in the dorsal root ganglia, it's only going to affect, let's say, a dermatome of the body. So it'll go from here all the way around to the back. It will never typically, on a very, very rare occasions, will the shingles virus cross midline. It won't go on this side and this side. So moral of the story is, it's going to come back. Your body, when it gets shingles, has to then resuppress that shingles virus. But if you go to the, uh, a provider early enough, you can go and get um, antiviral medication, acyclovir, acyclovir, Valtrex, famcyclovir, um, and it will suppress it. So what that means is, let's say, have you had strep throat before? Yeah. Okay. So strep throat is a bacteria. Your throat hurts like shit. You get like like pain in your neck, you get fevers, chills, body aches, you might have a cough a little bit. Right. You feel like shit, right? But yeah. if you take an antibiotic, that antibiotic will suppress the bacteria in oh. your throat. It only right? suppresses it. It doesn't get rid of it. No, no, no. Excuse me. It just suppresses it and then eliminates it. Okay. Let me finish here. Yeah. But with a viral medication, it suppresses or decreases how aggressive the virus is on your body. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So if you start the medication early enough within the first 72 hours, uh -huh. then that virus or how bad this rash would be that breaks out across your body yeah. is going to be much less than it would be if you did not start the viral medication. But so like, it's suppressing. Right, right. But it's suppressing the virus. It's not actually treating the virus. It's making it less aggressive. But your body, your immunity, your immune system still yeah. has to do its job and actually shut down the virus, put it back into its freaking box and let it sit there until some stupid situation comes back up in your life when your wife cheats on you, you get divorced and you, you move across country, something like that. You, you get cancer. Yeah. Right. So, so that's how viruses and bacteria work, right? Yeah. Now, when it comes to COVID, it's the same thing. There is no cure. There will never be a cure ever. Right. There could be a vaccine at some point and a vaccination. Yeah. What it typically does, uh, there's live vaccinations and there is uh, dead vaccinations. Most of them are dead vaccinations, right? So, um, a vaccine essentially is the encyclopedia. It's what's a better way to look at this? Um, it is a YouTube video, a training day video. Hey, yo. How, hey, yo. Um, Boom. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I did it. <laughs> it is a training day video on how to take care of the virus. Right. The map. It's like a blueprint on it's how to deal a, it's with it. It's a blueprint. Virus. Right. Right. So when you take a vaccination, it's a blueprint so that when you get the virus, your body says, oh, wait, 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 wait. I've seen that before. I know what I know this, this is. I, I can yeah. handle this. Right. Right. So you're still going to get it. And just like the antiviral medication, it's not actually treating you. It's just saying, hey, we know what's going on. It's like having a war, right? It's like we have everything set up. We've got the personnel. We've got the equipment. We've got the mortars. We've got the saws. We've got the AKs. 
I guess we we in America don't use AKs, but um, we've got the we got the shit to take care of this, right? Yeah, we can handle it. Va- yeah, we can handle it. You still got it though. You, it's right. still in you forever, right? Yeah. So, so there's no treatment for COVID, right? Can we it's we agree mad. on that? That like no yeah. matter what we read on and hear on on these uh, frontline doctors, I, I, I know you posted this uh, frontline doctor. I like my frontline doctors, bro. All I'm, say, all I'm saying is, are we gonna get there's a there's a regiment? Doctors? Yeah, right. There's a there's a regiment that's out there. Maybe, maybe I don't know. To, to help there people is. deal with the symptomology, like the symptoms of it, you know? So yeah, I'm like, okay, is. cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, they're doing something around, yeah, like, kind of taking results. you out of the equation. Basically. So you, you're we're basically test testing. Yeah. And then once they come back positive, then what I happens? Like, I don't find out about it unless I actually go back to every single individual chart and look up their lab results. And then what happens so, to the person? Someone else calls them and is like, you're COVID positive and we're going right. to take your children or and, what? And then they do the tracing stuff, apparently. I, so, so I think in the, in, the, in the long run, I think in the long run, what they're trying to do is reroute this because there's so many COVID positives now, right? And, and we only have 12 hours a day and we need to see patients. So I think that the underlying thought process, and I this is all speculation, but I think the underlying thought process was if we take the positive results and reroute them to a group of individuals that will reach out to the positive people and then they can do contract tracing. I think that's the underlying issue. But the problem is it should have been resulted to both, right? It should have been I get the results and the other pool gets the results. So I think the underlying thing was um, strategy. Right. The strategy here is that that they take some of the burden off of us as providers and have some other group of people call and do contact tracing, which is important. No, it's not important. It's not important at all. It's not, you know why it's contact tracing is not important? Why? Because too many fucking people have COVID right now. Exactly. There's no, there's no chance. So let me put this into perspective for you. Right. So, so let's say you have COVID. Okay. Yeah. And you've had COVID for the last seven days. And Probably have. Right. And because you have to work and provide for your family and make money, you're out there working with like a sniffle or a headache or a sore throat. Right. Which so I wouldn't even throat. notice. That's never stopped me before. Ever. ever Not even right? once. Ever. Oh, we have to get into policies later on because yep. policy is a whole different fucking nightmare. So, but, but the policy is, no, we got to get, we're going to get into policy right now, right? So the CDC has two different CDC center of disease control or whatever it stands for. Um, Nobody knows what any of this stuff stands for anymore. You you, you ask anyone, nobody knows anything. So the policy for the CDC is that you have two ways to know that you can Turn to work, right? One is you get two negative tests, right? Two. So two negative tests. Two. So if you go to the CDC website, it says you can return to work or, or you're not no longer contagious when you have two negative tests. And I think the reason they say okay. two negative tests is because anytime you do a test for something, there's specificity and sensitivity, right? And right. 
each test that you do may have a margin of error, which is why the antibody testing is no longer allowed because I think the specificity or sensitivity is like 70%, right? So the antibody, the test- antibody testing was my only way to not have to deal with all this bull crap. My whole, my whole strategy was go get COVID, deal with it the way I deal with every sickness, which is the way you guys taught us. Change your right. socks. Take Motrin, base outboard for a little I bit. I say Tyler all more often. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Works for everything, yeah, you know? That's, that's and true. then I'm like, I got the antibodies. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Anyway, right. Sorry, sorry. So, so, so sensitivity and specificity, and, and it's very complicated. You have to go watch a YouTube video on it. I, I suggest you do. Okay. I'm not going to get into it. But the, the, the antibody test is about 70%. If I, if I recall, it, it may be off by a percentage or 10, um, which is a big difference. But the problem is the antibody test is not sensitive nor specific enough, meaning if, if it's sensitive, it means that you are actually going to have the result you want. And it's specific, meaning it's not testing for gonorrhea, it's testing for uh, COVID. It's so far inaccurate that you cannot trust those guidelines, right? You can't trust that test. So if you get a positive antibody test back, there's a 30% chance it's wrong. How positive get, is the, uh, how, how, how accurate is the COVID tests right now? I actually, I honestly actually don't know. Okay. Well, I remember them talking about all kinds of stuff. So, so, so which is why, which is why testing, they want two. Because if you have two negatives, it, 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 it's almost 100% that you're not positive. But here's the problem. I get it patients with COVID. Yeah. Right. So I get patients with COVID that test positive up to six weeks out, but they have never had a symptom. I've had patients that were required. So, you know, obviously I work in Las Vegas. So right. um, these, these large corporations want to open up their casinos and make sure things are running again. And so they're doing right. a wonderful thing by getting everyone tested before they come back to work. So we started this shit like two months ago. Yeah. So we had all these patients, all these employees coming in, no symptoms whatsoever. And mind you, the test we're doing only tests if you're active now, right? So, so these tests, whereas the antibody test theoretically should say, yes, you were active at some point, but you have antibodies in your system and those antibodies are going to protect you in the future. But yeah. that's only 70% true. So, so basically, you, know, you mean, got the cheat code for COVID. Whenever it happens, you got the answer sheet to the antibodies. Technically, okay. but, but. These students stuff, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. what I was about to say. Yeah, exactly. Both sides. Both sides. Do you want to yeah. be a C student? I mean, want to hey, see C students? Like C students hire A students. That's what, we're, that's what I'm doing here. You know what I'm saying? C's get degrees, my, baby. C students yeah, get degrees. But, yep. but, it, but when it comes to, I mean, two totally different realms here, right? So when it comes to like testing and treatment and everything else, you want to rely on C. Okay. Nobody wants to see. Just like you don't no. want to date a girl no. that's a six. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, that's not dating material. We got to say seven. Yeah, right? no. Give it a little more problem. I mean, sevens are fun sometimes. Anyways, long story. Short. We, we, yeah, we get in the weeds on that one. Bro. We have too much fun. We'll forget the whole entire podcast. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. The testing, all that stuff. What I what I really wanted, I want people to kind of maybe get some perspective on, like when you were calling these people back and you were letting them know, hey, you got the COVID, 
Like, are they like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. My arm was falling off. I was wondering what was happening. Like, what is it really like? Like, the COVID, dun, dun, dun. Break it. Like, what's it really like? Like, what's the realistic perspective on this stuff? You're going to have three different answers. The first okay. one is surprise and shock. The first one is, what, really? I have COVID? Yeah. I feel yeah. fine. Are you sure? I, I mean, I, I wasn't sick. Like, I, I felt yeah. I had a headache. Like, I thought I it was the end of the world if I have COVID, but I'm fine and it's like a cold, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're going to get that person, right? You'll get yeah. that person. Denial. <laughs> yeah. You'll get, then you'll get the person that's like, yeah, I kind of figured that I feel like shit. Like, uh, yeah. I just feel like ran down. And this is the person when I saw him in the clinic, they, they look like they had the flu. Like you look mm -hmm. at them, you know, they have that low grade fever. Never yeah. do you have anyone with really high fevers when they come into the clinic, their vital signs are completely stable. Um, uh, so you'll get the person that gets the call and they're like, yeah, I figured that, you know, and then, and then they're like, okay, what do I do? I was like, you know, you give them the guidelines, you stay home for 10 days or yeah. you wait three days after the last symptom and then you can go back out into the world. Make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so they'll be like, okay. And then so you the do what you do when you have a cold. Exactly. Well, you do what okay, you, do, okay. you, you do what you're supposed to do when you have supposed a cold. To do the problem when is most people, cold. most people don't do that. Most people run around fucking sick as shit, which is why COVID is going crazy. Because people need to get paid. <laughs> the problem is people need yeah, money. Yeah. People need money. I need money. You need money. Everybody needs to get a job. Everyone has to be working. Everyone has to provide for their family. And so if you don't believe in the media's theory of how dangerous COVID is, you're like, fuck this. I'm out to work. I don't give a shit if I got a headache. I don't care if I got a sore throat. Right. I don't care if I got a little cough. I don't care if I got a low-grade fever. I have to make money. I have to support my family, right? So you'll get the one, the two, and then the third person. The third person is the 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 most devastatingly sad person I have to talk to. It's a grown-ass 35-year-old man with a 15-month-old kid at home. And he is moving from one house to another house. And I call him and I say, you have COVID. He breaks down. He starts crying, <laughs> crying on the phone. Oh my God, what am I gonna do? Um, how do, what? It, it's ridiculous, man. It, it, and it's not, I'm not talking one person. I am talking dozens of people that sit <laughs> yeah. there and say, what do I do? How do, do I- Like is my life over? I had a human being say, so how, how do I go to the store? And I'm like, what you mean? Why do you need to go to the store? He's like, well, I need to get stuff. And I was like, you, I mean, you could Postmates. I mean, if, the, if you're not concerned about passing it on to like, people, which is genuine, you like you like should. Do a, it's a good question, but like maybe you could do adult stuff, like figuring it out, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not your mom. I'm not yeah. your mom. Right, I'm, I'm just a position. Tell you, you got what you got. So, yeah. So he here I am sitting here. Well, I, I'm transferring houses. I'm going to stay in the new house. My, my my wife and my kid are going to stay in the old house. All right, cool. So, I need to go get some stuff. What do I do? Well, go get your stuff. You know, wear a mask. Like like, yeah. wash your hands before you go in. Don't be touch a bunch of stuff. Like be be intelligent. And he's yeah. like, well but I got to get clothes. And I'm like, all right, so go back to your house and get clothes. He's like, but I can't go in the house because my daughter and my wife are there. I'm like, dude, 
you're, it's not like going to jump from one room to another. If you have your wife and your kids stay in the living room and you go upstairs quickly, get your clothes, your toothbrush and stuff like that and come back down and leave the house and don't communicate, don't touch anything, like just the, do what you got to do. But like the thing that's killing me is like, and what if they get it? Then what? Is it like what a slow Tuesday in a family's house where everyone gets sick because the kid brought something back from school? Like what happens every single year all around the world, like forever until the news got this? Or is it like people are freaking dying? Like, I don't know. No, you know no, I mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm like, you're a 30 year old man. So, so 35 or something like this. So you're a 30 year old man and your wife's got to be, I mean, unless you're like dating some old, old chick, like your wife's yeah. got to be about 32, right? And, and, and your 50 month old baby, you know how many people how many kids have died from COVID? How many? Precisely almost zero. It's, I think it's at nine now. Nine. Nine, oh, nine, okay. nine kids. Nine kids. Wow. But that's, that's how many kids story. died from swallowing rubber balloons last month, probably. Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> yesterday rubber, right? That's how, many, that's how many kids drowned in the pool. So, and, and, and we won't get too much into statistics because I don't know how much time we have here. But like the amount of people – so you, when you put kids home – and you don't let them go to school and you don't let them get fed by the school system because they need it because these people in lower yeah. socioeconomic status uh, need that. And here's the problem. And I don't want to get too political, but you go into the protests and Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff. These yeah. people that, that are now staying at home and are encouraging their political leadership to encourage the school system to continue to shut down. These yeah. children, let, let's just say let's just say we've got 100 kids, right? One of uh -huh. them gets COVID, they're not going to die. But three right. of them, because they're at home more often right now, three of them will drown in a pool because they're at home more often and they're around a pool. Yeah. Not to mention all the social implications. There's so much and, and not being educated properly. And like, there's oh, so much damage, oh, socioeconomical damage happening to America. Like uh, the my, all my law enforcement buddies talking about domestic violence going through the Like there are so many worse worse things happening in our world as a result of the strategy to deal with COVID than catching a cold. I don't know. This is my opinion. I'm not the medical guy. So I'm going to try to keep my opinion out of it. But, uh, so, you know, <laughs> so the, the LA school system, um, ended up doing all the zoom classroom meetings and stuff like this, but here's and what they told parents that have to do this. I mean, yeah. I mean, how many? Like, I can't even. I can't even imagine them being like, "Hi, you're a teacher this year." I'd be like, "We're hiring." So either my wife's doing it or we're hiring somebody. I'm getting that. If yeah, you no. can't do that, you're like, I don't know what you're gonna do for your you, kids. You might as well homeschool. <laughs> the LA school yeah, system told awesome. the students that that when they decided to go on the Zoom classroom meetings, that whatever grade they had at the time they shut stuff down, that was the grade they would get. So you tell these students that, and you're in high school. You remember when you were in high school? Are you going to oh, yeah. go? And you, you, it doesn't matter if you go on any of the Zoom meetings. It doesn't matter if you do any of the assignments. None of it counts. How is that education? No, it's not. Terrific. And the problem with America is our standards have been plummeting. And all around the world, they're working harder. But anyways, let's get back to COVID yeah, real let's quick. Get back to COVID. Get back to COVID real quick. So, much. so you get, I get the COVID. Oh my gosh, I got the COVID, right? Yeah. Like, should I be worried? Like, for me personally, what I really want to, I want to try to help people understand is like, I want you to have a realistic understanding. Stop watching the stinking right. TV right. and the news. Right. Don't which is like that soap operas for adults. Exactly. Like 
coming from a medical professional, you get the COVID, like, okay. are you going to die? What do you do? Here, right. Here's the symptoms that I've gotten, right? And, yeah. and so this is, we're talking about the nine. And then what do you tell people on how to deal with it? Symptoms and then like. They don't even care how to deal with it. Like, they don't what, do you, what do you tell them? How serious is it? I had a friend who was like, the doctor, dude, 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 dude. I had a friend that was like, the doctor wouldn't give me a test for COVID because I'm like, dude, because the doctor wasn't worried because it's so not a big deal. As he's looking at you, you're healthy, you're fine. And he's like, I don't know, dude, you feel like not good, go like sit in the corner. Like go yeah. sit, go, go just chill. Like don't be away from people and like, I don't know, drink water. Take if the doctor's not looking at you like, oh my gosh, like I need to try to save your life, which is my job. That should be reassuring. That's But the mind, right. like these people's minds are so full of fear, which lowers your immune system. And I'm like- So, so stress increases cortisol levels, which decreases your immune system. That's factually true. Yeah. That's how you say yeah. that trash. But anyway, yeah, yeah. so COVID, how do you help people deal with it? What do they need to know about it? Okay, so and, and so let's be specific to your 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 population that's listening to this stuff. So yeah. the, the most important thing is you want to take some sort of anti-inflammatory. Why? Because anti-inflammatories, the, the, anytime you get a virus in your system, we're going back to the shingles and everything else, your body is fighting a war inside of you. And so your, your, your metabolism speeds up, right? Because it's trying to take care of this war. Um, and essentially what you want to do is increase the level of fluids in your body, which you're doing right now, except for that, that was like the, the Trump drink right there. <laughs> um, you want to, Oh, damn. Oh, uh, you you, you want to increase the amount of fluids you have. The more water you can drink, the better off you are. The more fluids you have in your body, you don't want to become dehydrated, right? Because it, your, your body is 70% fluid, right? So if you decrease the amount of fluids in your body, your body is now going to have a harder time fighting anything and functioning, right? It's a, it's a huge filtration system. There's water going intracellular, extracellular. You want to make sure you have enough fluids. That's the most important thing. So the Navy was right. Okay. A hundred, hundred percent. It was right. It was right. And if you have COVID and you've got pneumonia um, and, and, and it's getting bad, like you want to have as much fluids as you can to support your body. The other thing is take an anti-inflammatory, take a Tylenol, take a ibuprofen. I ibuprofen is not a problem with this. That was a, a, an irrational first thought process. It's not factually true. You can take ibuprofen. It's fine. Um, so take an anti-inflammatory. It's going to keep your fevers down. It's going to help you fight the virus. Right. Um, and then the other thing is a lot of people like, have you had the, when's the last time you had the flu? Have you ever had the flu? Like, I don't know. Have years, you ever man. Had it? Yeah. 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 Like, I, so, you I had a stomach like, flu in like sixth grade. Right. So you feel like absolute trash, right? Um, you yeah. got these fevers. You're like laying on the couch. You're like feeling like crap. You're sweating all over the place. Your body is ramping up its metabolism. It's really fighting this virus. It needs healthy nutrition. So I encourage people because you're not going to be hungry. You don't want to eat when you feel like crap. But but nutrition is so important, putting calories in your body so your body has something. It's now not trying to break down fat to feed yourself while it's also trying to fight this war. COVID. Feed your body. Feed your body. Yeah. Give your, even if feed you go buy body. some Ensure, get, get some Ensure, get some Slim Fast, suck it down, give yourself some nutrition so your body has that's the, the tools that it needs to fight. That's, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's the treatment. That's the treatment. Right? Vitamins. So um, – 
Yeah, that's what I tell people. Get get fluids, get an anti-inflammatory, and give yourself some nutrition. Okay, so basically do most of the things you should have been doing. Maybe this is why I never catch the flu. Okay, now, but like, big question here. If you catch COVID, are you going to die? What are your chances of dying from this thing? Pretty good. You seen anyone die? Because I know they got a lot of they got a lot of cases in Vegas, man. Here, here's the argument that, that here's a tough thing talking to me. I, I can't be an expert on that because I am not working in an ICU. I'm okay. not working in an intensive care unit. Yes, people are dying. A hundred percent actually true. In Nevada, though, we have less than nine hundred. Okay, less than nine hundred. We have over thirty-five thousand positives. So you tell me, are people dying? Not really. No, not really. No, not 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 so not the, really at all. It sounds like it's a cold. Do the usual. No, no, hold on. No, Byron, you can't say a cold. It's more. It's 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 a flu. It's definitely more than a cold, and it is definitely more aggressive than the flu because the people that do get oh. sick, the people that do get sick are getting sick. Like when they get, so you're going to have mild, moderate yeah. people, mild symptoms, moderate symptoms, and severe symptoms. The severe okay. people die, right? The okay. moderate people have the flu for like four weeks. I mean, it is very, very like aggressive. Four it's, weeks. Right. It's, wow. it's I, I have a, a, a person that I've been working with. I've seen like five times over the last month. This dude, yeah. every time he comes in, he feels like this guy got up from the using the bathroom. He goes to get up and he's so weak. He falls down after using the restroom and smacks his chin and his lip on the bathtub. So I have to like suture him while he comes yeah. in. This, this dude looked like shit. So, you know, I drop okay. my bees in him. I drop a, some fluid in him while he's there Plus just to kind of help a little him bit. out a little bit. Yeah, top um, him off. Right, kind of top him off, fill up the tank. And he felt yeah. a lot better when he left. But 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 these people are sick. That They really are sick. And it's not just a cold. So I don't want to diminish the fact COVID is absolutely real. Really even healthy people, even healthy people can yeah. get beat the hell up with this. Really? Uh, the, yes, okay. But the, but the majority of the moderate and severe symptoms yeah, this is this is a completely unfactual statistic right now. I'm just saying, based on my my experience, those yeah. people are like three percent. The moderate severe, let's say, let's give it more generous. Let's say seven percent of the population gets the moderate to severe cases. Right, okay. that's ninety three percent of the rest of the population that does not get those severe symptoms. There's probably yeah. there there's a statistic. There was a study done based on. Uh, the people that were on one of those ships and they, they tested everyone on the ship, 80% yeah. of the people that came back positive for COVID were completely asymptomatic. So now we have 7% that are going to get the moderate to severe, which is my made up statistic, 80% yeah. that will have no symptoms. So what do we got? 80 and seven. What's the difference there, right? 23 or math from Marines. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not 23, <laughs> uh, 13, right? So 13% of the population is going to have the mild symptoms. Okay. Okay. Good to go. So, so when, when we're doing the world, when we're, no, it's but not it the, the world. It might it suck. Right. You might so have to earn we, it. <laughs> yeah. 
you're gonna hurt. You might hurt. You might. Yeah, no. But like a good uh, stomach flu, but a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. when your client is coming to you, I assume. Help me if I'm wrong. Your client has a few different factors. They want to know what's my risk, right? How how much of a risk? I mean, you're you guys are all working with these million dollar people. Billion dollar yeah. people. I don't know what the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what is the risk that I'm going to get it? Yeah. How do I navigate and prevent from getting it? Yes. How do I screen for it, and what do I do when I have it? Right? Is that probably yeah. is that probably what we're looking at here? Those are the most important questions. Hundred okay. percent. So, the likelihood that your patient or your not your patient your 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 clientele is going to get it is client. very low, right? We talked about how you treat it when you get it. Um, if they get it, we talked about how you treat that. But the biggest and most important thing is when you have a client that is scared about this, I think that that you guys need to make sure that, that and I don't know if I'm right in this, but I assume most of these people, they, they've gotten a ton of money doing something, but it's yeah. not by being medical professionals, right? So right. they are clueless when it comes to this sort of stuff. I think the and, most important uh, thing you guys can do as executive protectors is reassure yeah. your clientele that it, it is not going to kill them. Right. It is not going to kill them. We should take measures. We should be intelligent, but we don't have to limit everybody coming to the house. And I know they got no. en- the, enough money. They can probably get tests and stuff like that. Make sure people, when they come to the house, are doing stuff. But but they they can move around. They can they can mitigate things. They can they can do what they got to do in life and not worry about it. And I think as you guys, what you guys are doing, the most important thing is to reassure your clientele that we will take care of this when it happens. You don't have the factors. You don't have high blood pressure. You don't have asthma. You don't have diabetes. You're not obese. Uh, you're healthy and young. There's nothing you need to worry about. Yeah. Okay, uh, good. And, you, you know, I think I think that's probably the biggest takeaway here is watching for your clients, right? When people come in to me, they say, I have shortness of breath. But do you? If you if you if your client tells you I have shortness of breath, I want you to have them do ten jumping jacks and then tell you recite for you the pledge of allegiance or any any one minute statement. If they can do if they can do a minute of jumping jacks and speak normally, they are not short of breath. Does that make sense? So anytime a client to you says, "Oh my god, I feel like I'm short of breath," be like, "Okay, hold on, listen, listen. Are you short of breath?" Okay, we're going to test this. We're going to get you to have to suck in air to survive. And then after you <laughs> suck in the air and survive, I'm going to make you talk to me. And if you're talking to me, you're not short of breath. Now, if I don't know, you know, this probably isn't a good advice, but, you know, I have a stethoscope. A stethoscope right. is an extension of my ears. Right. You can, you can, right, you can literally take your naked ear against a client's naked back and have them take a deep breath in. And when I say deep breath, I mean, (gasps) (sighs) and you can hear the lungs. Now, when someone has pneumonia, asthma, bronchitis, something like that, you're going to hear it. (sighs) But if they're not doing that, they're not short of breath. And if they don't have that problem, unless they have heart issues, they're not going to die. Okay. So calm your clients down. Yeah. Rationalize so, with them. Would you say 
you're seeing a lot of fear around this that is making people's lives worse than the actual sickness itself. Like let me when you're checking on people. Let like, me give you two. Let me give you two cases. Okay. Two okay. cases. I got two for you. I got a 19. And then, we'll, and then we'll leave them something for maybe we'll do a chapter two on this. That sounds fair. That sounds fair. I have a 19 year old girl yesterday that comes in. Okay. Uh, no past medical history, no asthma, pneumonia, bronchitis, hypertension. She's not fat. She's a very thin, attractive young woman, 19 years She's old. Still she healthy. works in she, healthy as fucking can be. Her chief right. complaint is I have chest tightness. Yes. And phlegm. Okay. Okay. What's, what's that a symptom of? Nothing, nothing. Everybody has. How many times have you been anxious because a girl Anxiety cheated on you and, and you got like, you got divorced? Yeah. Like you're 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 you're, you're like in the middle bit. of the Galapagos Islands and like like some random group of like people start coming up and you're like your clients over here. Like you're gonna get you're, like, yeah. you're gonna have yeah. some chest yeah. tightness, right? You may, yeah, like, yeah. I'm about to go to the range right now. Yeah, we're <laughs> it's gonna, gonna happen. Probably, maybe I don't know. So so this girl comes in. I say, sweetheart, you, you don't have symptoms. You, you're not, that you are completely fine. Her vital signs are stable. Blood pressure is completely normal. Her oxygen saturation is like 97, which is fantastic. Her um, uh, pulse is fine. She's not obese. She's perfect. So I tried to say yeah. to her, sweetheart, you do not have COVID. Well, but my parents are 40 years old and I don't want to get, girl, did okay. you just embarrass so me? Now you're, you're in here working with the girl now. Because yeah, it's yeah, her I'm ideas. Like, you have to work against her mind now. I'm damn near 40. You think I'm going to die? You think I'm going to die from this? Um, <laughs> right. So, so I keep trying to say, you don't need the COVID test. You, you're you're, you're going to be completely fine. And I talk all this stuff. And she says, well, okay, but can I still get the COVID test? I'm like. <sighs> she wants the comfort of it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you want the COVID test, I'll give you the COVID test. But you have chest discomfort. So I better give you an EKG and a chest x-ray too. Okay. Thank you. Are you I did it. I did it. I did it. So, you have to. Uh, right. She's going to come back negative. I don't have the results back, but the last patient I'll leave you with, because we're going to get on the hydroxychloroquine, the zinc and the azithromycin, right? So the last patient I have is a 59 year old female. She's Hispanic. Okay. She has a BMI of, I think it was like 39 or 49. It was, she's a big girl. She's a big okay. girl. Okay. God History of, History of asthma, history okay. of pneumonia, high blood pressure. Struggling uh, to survive. Yeah, she's having a tough time. She's got diabetes too. So she has all the red flags for someone that's going to get COVID and die. Every yeah. single one of them. She comes in 12 days ago. She has a sore throat and a low-grade fever. So yeah. the doctor did a strep test on her and it okay. came back positive for strep. So the yeah. doctor treats her with azithromycin. Okay. okay. She comes back in 12 days later and she says she has all these symptoms, diarrhea, fatigue, coughs, shortness, chest pain, and, and a sore throat. And I walk in, I'm like, gosh, you're still sick as hell. And I'm worried. I'm like, I'm worried. I'm like, I'm about to send this patient to the ER based on yeah. all of her yeah, like, comorbidities. I'm going to send yeah. you to the ER because you're probably going to die. I walk in, I'm like, how you feeling, girl? And, and she looks beautifully fine. And she said, I'm fine. I, I just need to work. No, I need a, I need another test so I can return to work. And I'm like, well, you got to understand that you have all these things and people can test positive up to six weeks after getting the virus. Right. 
Yeah. I was like, I will do the test for you, but I want you to know, because she's also in that lower socioeconomic group, she needs to get back to work. I want you to understand, even though your HR policy is to have a negative test, you probably, based on your history, are going to test positive again. Yeah. She says, I know, but let's do it. And I said, absolutely. I, I agree with you. Let's do it. So I do the test on her. And again, 12 days after contracting COVID with all those comorbidities, she looks completely fine. Her physical exam is remarkably phenomenal. She has no physical exam findings. And what does that wow. mean? She has, she has, she, she, her lungs sound clear. Her heart sounds good. Her throat looks great. Her ears are good. There's no nasal discharge. There's no abdominal pain. When you listen and push it, nothing's wrong with this woman, right? She's you and I. So yeah. I do the COVID test. And uh, this woman also has rheumatoid arthritis. So she takes hydroxychloroquine for her rheumatoid arthritis because that's the main treatment of hydroxychloroquine, Plaquenil. This is what we everyone's talking about in the media, right? So, yeah. so she, she took azithromycin for strep throat. She takes hydroxychloroquine regularly because she has rheumatoid arthritis amongst all the other shit she has. Yeah. And she heard zinc was a good idea to take. I do the test on her. She comes back negative 12 days after contracting the virus. Okay. So is that a treatment? Is that combo a treatment? Absolutely not. But on one case study where this person had everything against them, she did completely fine by taking those three medications. Now, if she wouldn't have taken any of them, she'd been fine, maybe, I don't know. But it is interesting to think that 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 combination might be the effective treatment, not cure, because going back to earlier, there's no cure for a virus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what you got. Okay. So that's what's up. Boom. We'll leave it off with that. Dude, we got to do a a two to this. We got to. Yeah, you didn't say anything in this. I just yapped for fucking an hour, I feel like. Well, no one wants to hear my opinion on doctor stuff, bro. Yeah, I mean, like. If we were talking about executive protection or personal protection, I'd have a, I'd have a, a stronger opinion. My yeah. thing is just, I want to make sure my people aren't afraid, like deal with the threat. You know, guy walks in here with a gun, points it at me. Fear's not going to save. I'll be a little bit afraid, but just afraid enough to make me fight better. You know what I mean? Just enough so to wanna, increase that adrenaline level to make that point shot. To be. Perfect. Yeah. And the rest of it is just managing all these different factors in order to be who I need to be in the moment. So my whole thing with this, me and you having this conversation, is to give people an accurate perspective. This is what's being seen out in the field. This is what my buddy who's working with these individuals all the time is seeing, you know, because the media will have you, you know, why you're, why are you thinking you're going to die? Okay. And that you need to hide under your, under your house, you know, because the COVID, is, you know what I mean? Like, so I oh, just so want to, by the way. I want to bring, heck yeah, man. I want to bring people some peace of mind, some understanding. Education, you know, can push out ignorance and, and eliminate fear and things like this. So, shit, I hope so. This is the Protected Podcast, man. You're protecting people in a different way. I dig it. We got to do this again, though, because I know there's so much more. I got to get right, on. Go, I got a shooting go package shoot I got to do. Go shoot some yeah. stuff. Make sure Enjoy you send me a gun, will golfing. you? Some, someone I'm out there, send me a gun. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get a rifle. I can't get, I can't get no ARs right now because they're all sold out. Ah, this is the truth, man. Uh, All right, brother. Thank you for your time. We'll we'll talk again real soon, I'm sure. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, I'll see y'all on the next one. Boom. Be safe. Later. Boom.
Boom. Yo, what up? I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Hey, listen, in order to get more out of the brand, I want to encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at protectornation.com. We post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, You'll get blog posts, you'll get videos, you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that. So stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand. In order to support us, also go to protectornation.com and buy something or join forces with me on Patreon. You'll scroll down the homepage and you'll see the link. Uh, Anything you can give counts, you know, think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. Uh, That helps. That helps us make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. And I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast out.